there's so much around shame that kind of weaves its way in and out of this that makes it so tricky for people. And we need to teach people about their bodies and we need to take time to learn our own bodies and what gives us pleasure. Working on being present and in your body, right? Because it's much more fun than being up in your head. It's a new fortnight here on Mornings with Me, Maya Billick. It's time for Let's Talk About Sex. And as always, I'm joined by Tanya Coons, our resident pleasure therapist and activist and advocate. She's great at what she does. And this time, two weeks ago, we were chatting about erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, which I think naturally leads us to what we're going to be chatting about today, which is anorgasmia. Tanya, what is it? What is it indeed? It's basically the inability to orgasm, right? So it, it can be primary or lifelong, which means people have, or the person who has always has had it and they've not learned to orgasm yet. Or it can be secondary or acquired, which means it started happening at some point or after a certain event, something like maybe a sexual assault or a relationship breakup or some sexual issue or things like alcoholism, depression, grief, some surgery or injuries, maybe some medications, illness, uh, and sometimes menopause, things like that. There's a lot of reasons. It can also be global, happens all the time, or situational. It happens sometimes or in specific situations. For example, can't do it with a partner but can on my own or a specific partner. Used to be able to orgasm with my past partner but I can't with this partner, don't know why, that sort of stuff. It's reasonably prevalent with people as well. I think it's... Yeah, I think that's totally right. I mean, we speak a lot as well about the orgasm gap on Let's Talk About Sex. Before we go any further, can you remind us what that's about? I can. This this came about from research, I think in 2017 it was released, maybe even 2016, uh, about it showed that 97% of straight men always orgasm when having sex and then 89% of gay men do, 86% of gay women do, and 65% of straight women do. So there's quite a gap there, especially if you're thinking about uh, straight heteronormative sex, 97% of men versus 65% of straight women. That is a big gap. So people noticed that and they were curious. Uh, To me, I think this is more a conversation about heterosexual sex and not understanding the arousal of vulvas and vaginas. It's both about the person and or their partner. In, the, in this case. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I think it's worth noting how anorgasmia is different from the orgasm gap. Like how is someone able to tell or figure out if it's just this one time is just a one-off, it's not working, or if there's something else happening? Yeah, um, well, because also sometimes things get in the way. You know, we might be up in our head thinking, 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 and we've, we've chatted before on the show saying, you know, in order to have an orgasm for one split second, you need to lose control. So if you're up in your head going, what about this? What about that? Thinking about the grocery shopping, thinking about this, thinking about your exams tomorrow, thinking about that thing that your boyfriend said to you last week, thinking about what your mum said, it's going to be really difficult to tip over and have an orgasm. So that that could be happening most definitely. But differing from uh, the orgasm gap, an orgasm is really a term for people having regular difficulty reaching orgasm after ample sexual stimulation, right? So it's something that, that is going to occur regularly and it's experienced as difficulty and it might cause distress for the person who's unable to have an orgasm.
If you've just joined us here on Let's Talk About Sex, we are discussing anorgasmia, an inability to orgasm. Tanya, is this something that just can happen to someone with a vagina or is it possible for all bodies to be affected by this? Uh, that's a really good question. I think anorgasmia is commonly referred to for folk with vulvas and vaginas, but for people with penises, it's an issue as well, but it's um, more closely related to and referred to as delayed ejaculation. And we discussed this when we were talking about all the ejaculatory disorders that can happen with folks with penises. So it does exist. It's less common, but it, it's certainly there. And, you know, again, it's um, rooted in anxiety and pressure and things like that but also you might be having some plumbing issues right so there are reasons for it it's much more common in folks with vulva particularly after menopause and there's a lot of misunderstanding as we've been saying around arousal and changes in bodies something to consider as well is that medication can make it difficult to orgasm so there's a study that they did this study on women or people with vulvas 74 percent of folk with vulvas taking ssri antidepressants will experience a loss of desire or stimulation, so an ability to get to orgasm. I'm not sure on the research for penis owners, but I think it's still quite high. There's a lot of folk out in the world taking SSRI antidepressants. And, you know, you sort of read, you may get sexual side effects, but people don't actually realise what that is. So it might be that your libido has come down, uh, or maybe you've still got the high libido, but you can't get yourself across the line anymore and you haven't sort of done the math that it might be your meds. So think about that as well. Ask your doctor. I know that there's an SSRI, I think it's Cyban here, which is an anti-smoking um, product. That one can actually increase desire in folks with vulvas. It's worth talking to your doctor. If you have an SSRI that's um, you know, really giving you a hit in the libido or the um, orgasm department, you don't have to remain committed to that. You can talk to your doctor because there are lots of different chemical compounds that affect folks differently. So open up conversations about that if it's bothering you. For some folks, it doesn't bother them. They'd rather be feeling not depressed and they're happy to take a hit in their sex lives. Other people are like, you know what, let's try some things and see what else is possible. That's so interesting. How does it present then differently amongst people with vaginas versus people with penises? I think it's kind of the same, really. It's like inability to sort of tip over and have that orgasm. So again, uh, with folks with penises, it could be around their plumbing because there are, you know, and, and ejaculation is pretty much married to orgasm, but it is not necessarily, it's not necessary to orgasm to ejaculate and the other way around. It's just that about 95% of the time they happen together. It could be that. And for folks with vaginas, we've been running through all of the things that it presents as. So it's really that inability to sort of tip over and let go. What are the ways you think that someone can manage this then in their sex life? Should they be getting their partners to try different things? Should they be taking up other sorts of methods like Kegels or other, uh, what's the word, um, yeah, interventions or exercises. Yes. Yeah. I think we need to make sex about pleasure and what's possible. And you, you hear me say this all the time, make it about enjoyment rather than performance and outcome. And we need to teach people about their bodies and we need to take time to learn our own bodies and what gives us pleasure. There's so much around shame that kind of weaves its way in and out of this that makes it so tricky for people. It's really great for me to come on the radio and say, hey, make it all about pleasure. Hey, why don't you do some exploring? But 
then shame is going to get in the way for a lot of people like, oh, I don't want to touch there. It's dirty or it's icky or, you know, my mum told me that sex is disgusting and why should I be wanting to, to do that with my partner or why should I let them close to my genitals? All sorts of things. So working on shame, because one thing to remember, and I say this over and over, is we are all sexual beings. Even folks who are asexual can have sexual urges sometimes. They just may not be interested in sex. Uh, and that's part of a sexuality. But most of us sexual beings, sex is a normal, natural thing that happens all over the world, all of the time. More sex is had for pleasure than is for making babies. So thinking about it as something as natural as eating, showering, taking a shit, whatever, it's the same bodily function. And then working on being present and in your body, right? Because it's much more fun than being up in your head. When you're up in your head, we're usually worrying about something, right? And then we're not present and then we're not having the best time. So if we have anxiety or shame, see if you can do some work to address that. Sometimes it's reading some books or looking at the, you know, body positive feeds on Instagram, whatever it may be, go to see a sex therapist or a counselor, but also focus on connection and build trust with your partner because those things are going to make it a little bit easier for you to tip over, feel relaxed and allow pleasure and stimulation. It's a big no to Kegels for, uh, they're not going to just doing Kegels will not suddenly bring on orgasms because it's a lot to do with the head. However, using jade eggs or Ben Wobbles for people with vaginas can improve pelvic tone, which in turn can improve the intensity of your orgasms, right? I can speak from experience. I've test drove some of these babies and it does. It will give you a much more intense sensation. So it's just like anything, you know, you have things toned up down there or anywhere in your body and you're much more aware of it. And yeah, intensity of sensation could be yours. If you've just joined us, we're here and let's talk about sex discussing an orgasmia. There are methods that you can turn to to seek help and to find reprieve and respite if you are suffering from anorgasmia. And if you've missed today's chat, no fear, you can listen back to today's show wherever you get your podcasts from and you can find some extra information at fbiradio.com slash programs. Just click on Mornings with Maya Billick and everything will be there for you on the Let's Talk About Sex realm from the 1110-1115 mark. Tanya, thank you so much for joining me again today. Another insightful uh, discussion about orgasmic. Yes. Um, thank you so much for having me. These conversations are so important and it's really great to be able to get some message like this out into out into radio land so people can digest this sort of stuff and feel okay about themselves and their bodies. Absolutely. Now, Tanya will be back in a fortnight. Coming up on mornings, we've got some more music, and I'm going to let that do the talking right now.